What is good, y'all? It is your boy, Jonathan Dumas, and this is Highly Visible and a Little Misunderstood. We are back again, continuing on our series with the Entrepreneuring While BIPOC. Now, I know this has been a longer one than the previous one, but we are close to the end. So we have three more episodes to this. So I'm really excited to hear for you all to hear these next few voices to come through. Um, I know you heard last week from Jerry, who um, works with Asian leaders to become visible, vocal, and valuable. Uh, it was an incredibly insightful conversation. Jerry just, you know, is a walking, like, quote machine just like has has read so many books has so much knowledge and wisdom that's just like is in him it just like flows out of him so easily yeah i so i know y'all got a lot out of it this week we are sitting down with brianna lightfoot smith where you know there's a dope ass nickname with the lightfoot smith somewhere in there like i couldn't come up with one but um, i'm really excited for y'all to catch this conversation she's an incredible human being You'll hear her say it, but this the conversation got deeper than what we both were expecting. And it was just, you know, I walked away um, feeling encouraged, empowered. Yeah, I felt like I was on the right track. And this is from somebody who's been doing this um, a little bit longer than me. We do talk about some more sensitive topics around uh, miscarriage. So if that is a sensitive topic for you, I just want to give you an activation warning um, beforehand. Uh, that that does appear there, but just want to give you a heads up. But before we get to that conversation, which is incredible, I do want to talk about these podcast logistics. So first, financially supporting show. Um, as I say, <laughs> this thing ain't free. And so one way that you can support the show is by financially supporting the show. And the first thing you can do is join our Patreon page, which there are three tiers, three, five, and a 10. Um, that's a monthly support. If you want to do a single donation, you can jo- go ahead and do that through our coffee page. Both of those links are in the show notes. Second thing uh, that I want to let y'all know, like always, we have an email list and you can join that email list. And when you join up and sign up, you will get our inaugural stickers. We'll mail out to you free of charge. You don't do anything. All you got to do is sign up for the email list. So what are you waiting for? Um, And then finally, if you haven't already, y'all, go ahead and subscribe to the show. Go ahead and leave a review for the show. You know what I want for Christmas? You know what would be an amazing gift is if you signed up for the email list and you left a review subscription or you shared the show with somebody. Just do that. That would be amazing, right? That's, that's so easy. You don't have to even buy me anything. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's all the things I have to share with y'all right now. Um, no highly visible story of the week. A little tired. Well, not a little tired. I'm a whole lot tired. So I didn't have um, it in me to put something together, which just means we just get to the, um, the conversation faster. So without further ado, here is Brianna. Brianna, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I am doing well, and it feels good to say that because sometimes we're not, and I'm not the girl who's going to lie to you if I'm not doing well, but today I'm doing well. (laughs) I appreciate that, and no need to lie to kick it. Um, I always, like, appreciate somebody who just, like, shows up as much as they can show up or not at all. It's Mm -hmm. all good. So um, thank you so much. And I also resonate with that to, like, can say... When, when somebody asks me how I'm doing to say like, I'm well, or I'm good, or I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like something there, even when, you know, all kinds of things are going on. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, I would love for you, you know, um, cause we got connected uh, through a mutual friend, um, Olenike, shout out her. I would love for you to share like what you do, the things that you're passionate about. What are you creating? 
out in the world? Yes. So I'm a God girl who I feel like I've been called to work with women primarily um, with identity and confidence, because that's something I really struggled with when I was younger. Um, I'm also really passionate about navigating life and business because kind of what we were talking about offline, I've been hardcore business, like these are my goals, everybody get out the way, right? And then I've also been more on the life side of like, I'm just going to see where the day takes me. Mm. And there's definitely room for both and in different seasons. But what I found is that this year, it was really my first year of being like, okay, what does it look like to navigate these simultaneously, right? Mm. What does it look like to, as I talk to my moms about, build a purposeful brand um, that's also profitable, right? So when I talk about the purposeful part, it's creating a business structure that supports you and your goals, but also doesn't cause you to compromise on your values, right? So if you're saying that you're someone who really values time with family, then you're probably not going to want to create a business where you're going to have to spend all your evenings away, whether that be away virtually in, locked in your office, right? Taking a bunch of meetings or literally you're traveling and you're going to these different conferences and you're trying to get in these rooms and make, you know, make these, make these uh, money moves and all that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think this year has been super interesting because I was actually sharing on a LinkedIn post. It's been my least profitable financially um, since in, in a couple years, I'll say, right? So when I first started, it was very low because I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, do I even want to fully commit to this? Yes. I'm not sure. And then last year was a great year because I was super clear on what I wanted to do. And, you know, the right people were finding me, you know, God was putting me in the right rooms, putting my name in people's mouths, right? And then this year was kind of like, okay, some got to move. And I don't know. I just, I, I, there's a lot of things that led to that. Um, I've shared in many spaces online. I had uh, two miscarriages mm -hmm. over the course of this past year and I'm a mom of three boys already. So I, my, it's not like my house is not already full. And some people are like, child, why, why did you even want more? Right. <laughs> but, um, that's a desire that I had deeply and mm -hmm. one that just hasn't been fulfilled yet. And so, there were three months where I wasn't working mm. really on anything, literally from a physical capacity, like I was not even physically able to. Yeah. And then the summer is always kind of a slower time anyway. So I felt like there were at least six months of this year where I wasn't actively working on the business, right? And so after having that and still having even the desire to continue in my business, I feel like, again, that profitable but also purposeful has come back up because I'm like, okay, you took six months off and you actually still want to do this work, mm. but you've also understood now that there's going to be some stuff that needs to be a little bit more evergreen so that if you do have a hard season or you're just like, hey, I'm having a great time, but we're going to just go travel with our sons or something like that. You have that flexibility. So that's a little bit about me in a not so small nutshell. <laughs> I know. I, I love the scenic route. I always say that. And I, we're probably going to play take plenty of scenic routes because you're talking to an ADHD or so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I thank you so much uh, for, for sharing that. And, you know, I, I don't have kids. So like, I'm like out of my depths. But I think for folks who have that desire to have children already have children. I, yeah, I'm just Yeah, sorry to hear about those miscarriages. And thank you for like, 
trusting us, um, the show listeners and all that with, with something that's so near and dear and deep to you. So I really do appreciate that and honor that. So thank you. Um, but one of the things that you shared too, um, that stuck out to me is like this, well, there's a couple things. The first one was the profitable, but purposeful. And you're speaking my language mm-hmm. when you say that. And the second piece mm-hmm. was that like, um, was that there's like a recognition around this year of like, oh, there was a drop off. Oh, why was there a drop off? Mm-hmm. Because X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. was going on with me and summers are slow and all these right. different things, right? And I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we can get caught up with like just the number as like, Mm-hmm. We did not, we did not succeed mm-hmm. what we wanted to do, or we didn't succeed in X, Y, and Z, and kind of ignore all of the reasons why <laughs> we didn't hit the number that we wanted. Um, yeah, which is so, which is so interesting. And they might be tied there. I feel like there's something together there with the pr- profitable but purposeful, right? And then also this this recognition for you of like, yeah, I didn't actually hit those goals, but there's a reason why you took that. Yeah, and just like. reframed it for yourself i'm wondering how you how you got to that point for yourself or was there like a hard part for you where you were like damn i didn't hit my number this year like what's going on and did did it take you some time to get there or what um i think it took some it 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 really was me looking at my numbers and being like oh sis (laughs) this is yeah, this is because I I I recently uh, last year was my, one of my first pitch competitions for my business, and I was just looking at the presentation that I made then that was basically making my projections for this year, mm-hmm. right? Like if we're able to do this and we're able to do this, then we should hit this revenue number, and. We weren't able to do (laughs) the things that were on that. If we can do this, then we'll do this, right? Those conditional statements. Mm. And I think that um, a few things helped me to get the recognition. Like I said, one, looking at my numbers, but then two, slowing down long enough Mm. to kind of take inventory. I'm really big on, I I use the word inventory. I use the word audit a lot because um, I think that it's just very easy to operate on autopilot. And I know we're going to get back, get into this um, later in the discussion, but even like being a black entrepreneur, being a black female entrepreneur, being a black female entrepreneur who's also a mom, Mm -hmm. there, there's just this pressure of you got to do this. This is the timeline. And there's also, at least speaking for myself, a fear of if you don't hit it by this mark, are you going to hit it? Like, are you going to be able to build that momentum back up again that you had at one point? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be able to leverage those relationships that maybe fell off because you were in a season where you kind of had to take a beat, right? And it's taken me a lot of just reflection and journaling and prayer to be like, okay, do I believe the vision that God's given me for my life? Do I believe it's going to happen? And then how much do I feel like that is on me? Mm. Right? Like I'm all about personal responsibility. Absolutely. Right. But I think there comes a point where sometimes my husband says, he's like, sometimes I think you give yourself a little bit too much credit. (laughs) Ouch. You know, he's like, He's like, you're cool and like, you're good and stuff, you know, that's fine. But there's certain stuff. He's like, you're just not in control of certain things. Mm. And I think being forced to um, 
to see that head on, face that head on, especially in, in the case of the miscarriages of like, nothing was different this pregnancy than with my other pregnancy, right? Other than the fact that I'm older mm. and it still didn't come out the way I would have liked, right? And it's like, well, that wasn't, that's not an outcome that I'm in charge of. Kind of taking that same thought process and applying it to my business and understanding I did, I gave the best effort I could give for the conditions that I was under mm. and making peace with that. And also understanding that I would rather build slow and it be sustainable, then built fast and end up crashing and burning because I've done that before as well. It's okay. It's okay to build slowly. And I tell my clients all the time, and I know that's a, a lot of times it's easier for us to give advice and take it for ourselves, yeah, right? Yeah. And like, it's okay to have version one of a thing. Like, we want it to be perfect right when we launch, like the very first launch, we want that to be our you know, five figure launch. And then we want to do it one more time. And that immediately is is six figures. And something that I've asked myself is if this is something you're building to last, not to say we're procrastinating, but is five years in the grand scheme of things really going to be that much of a like game changer. Mm. Then again, maybe I build it in one year, but in five years, it actually doesn't exist because I burned myself out again. Mm, mm. You, know? you speak it to me now. Uh, <laughs> you speak it to me now. I, You said something there that like I think it's important to reiterate because it's like, well, you said two things again. The mm-hmm. thing you said is I gave the best effort that I could give under the conditions I was under. And I think oftentimes mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, hell, even as people, we forget that. And I think that there is something grounding about like we did the best we could at this time like it's not ignoring the things that were going on it's it's actually accepting and acknowledging those things accepting like who you are in those moments what's going on all those different things and i think that there's a deep realization and um and a mindfulness that comes with that and also just like a this could be retrospective or retrospectively thinking but like <laughs> a contentment too in that or maybe not i don't know mm. but for me when i think about that no there I, is yeah. there is it's a relief mm. i think it's it, it doesn't feel like it in the moment but i look back and i'm trying you know i don't typically get emotional on podcast episodes but um i really look back at this year and i don't have any regrets mm. like i'm not like oh man if i had oh i could have like you didn't know what you didn't know mm-hmm. and you operated as if things would move in a normal way mm-hmm. that there weren't going to be these really deep grievances that you were going to have yeah. that there wasn't going to be a and like I said even the physical cuz like I said that was this one this past spring was my second miscarriage mm-hmm. and it was completely different than my first and it was so long and it was so physically painful yeah. and then the physical pain caused the mental strain as well, because I told my husband, I was like, I, I physically can't get past this because I'm being reminded that this is something I'm going through every single day Goodness. until, until I wasn't anymore. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I ended up having a, um, for people who aren't familiar, you know, and I'll try not to get super graphic because I know that this is a, a very sensitive topic. So for a miscarriage, I think people think it's like a, oh, you miscarried. Like, it was a thing, you you know, you started bleeding, you lost the baby, that was it. And 
um, with my first miscarriage, it was it was kind of like that. I had terrible, horrible pain that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy mm. for a night. Um, I wasn't bleeding at all. So I was like, mm, this is weird, but I'm not bleeding. Then the next morning I started bleeding, went to the doctor um, and they had confirmed that I miscarried. Mm. Right. But again, they, they say it past tense, like miscarried. But there was still some ongoing bleeding, right? Yeah. So then come this past spring, when I miscarried, I I didn't have the terrible pain like I'd had, right? I woke up and I was spotting and I was like, okay, well, my mom spotted with both me and my sister. Let's not freak out. I had a photo shoot that morning. I almost canceled it, but I was like, mm, I don't know, like, let's just go ahead and go. Um, and honestly, even now, I'm glad I didn't cancel the, those pictures because not that I ever want to like create a, a negative trigger for myself, mm-hmm. but I feel like those pictures show me my own strength and not in the self-depreciating or like martyr spirit that I think a lot of, again, Black individuals can take on of mm-hmm. like, oh, I know that I can get through hard things. But I talk to people a lot about how grace and grief can coexist and mm-hmm. how pain and purpose can coexist. And I feel like that was what that moment was for me. And so every time I see the the photos that came from that photo shoot, I'm like, oh yeah, that's when it started. Right. But it didn't stop. Like I went to, I was bleeding again. It was very mild. Went to the, I had had a sonogram scheduled for that next week. Cause I, w- I was literally turning 12 weeks. I was getting out of my first trimester that Friday mm-hmm. and went to the doctor. They did a um, ultrasound and there was no baby. Wow. And so I'm like, like I told you, I've had three. I know what 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 the ultrasound should look like. Um, that was a terrible way to find, a terrible way to confirm. Mm-hmm. And some places will, if you if they're suspecting that you've had a miscarriage, they'll turn the screen off and just kind of go to the doctor. I saw it with my own eyes that there was nothing, there was no baby where there should have been a baby, right? So processing through that, but then I literally bled for months and months like after. And it was really, then the terrible pain that I hadn't felt before, then I started feeling that, right? So like I said, I I could not, um, I couldn't really leave my house very comfortably. I didn't have a lot of energy. My iron, I had just gotten iron infusions the year before because I'd been anemic in the past. So all that iron just went right on back out. All of that to say, I don't have any regrets for how this year went. Like I, that was a really hard time. And again, like I leaned into it and I gave myself permission to feel all the things I don't think I let myself feel the first time because I wasn't as far along or because as many people didn't know, or, you know, I wasn't showing it or, you know, I hadn't gone through the, how are we going to tell the family and all that jazz. I just want to encourage anyone listening, whether it's miscarriage, whether it's you've lost a loved one, whether it's just you're grieving, like, the way you felt like life should go for you and it's not going that way. I know it's really easy to start feeling behind because we live in a microwave, get yours, hustle and grind, wake, pray, sleep, or whatever people say, wake, pray, grind. And I'm like, Lord, you know, all that stuff. I'm just like, you, you gotta, no one else is there with you and no one else, even in, in the, even if you're married, you know, if you're in a, a, a wonderful relationship, even if you have a wonderful family, there are certain things that other people cannot process for you. And there's not a, t- you don't have to put a timeline on that. And so if you need to take the beat, if you need to take 
the time away, if you need to close the business down for a little bit, like let me be the one, if no one else has told you, let me be the one to give you permission to do that because you will, I think you'll have some self-resentment if you don't take that time. Mm. And I have found in my own life, the time don't get taken anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like It's yeah. either you opt in to resting and taking your break and grieving, or you put the pedal to the metal, keep it going. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're in your office and you burst into tears and everyone's like, what's going on with Susan? Or like, you know, you, you are at home and you blow up at your family members. Like just, it's okay to take the time. And again, don't put a timeline on it. Don't be like, all right, reset to give it a beat. So I'm going to give myself three weeks. And if I'm not over it by three weeks, no. And if you want to check in with yourself at at, t- at periodic times, I think that's okay, right? I'm going to check in with myself in three weeks and see how I feel about this. That three weeks comes and you say, "Do I am I still grieving this? Am I okay? Or do I need to keep going? Do I need to continue to keep the business closed down? Do I need to keep pushing this launch back, right? Because I think, we, especially as entrepreneurs, we're like, oh, but I had this launch and January's coming up and I got it. Okay, but you didn't know that you'd be going through the thing you're going through right now. Mm-hmm. And so- if you need to take that extra time, take that extra time. The company is Brands by Brie. Um, <laughs> if you're not following or connected with what she's doing, you're missing out. So you were spitting right there with everything you shared. Not just your story, but I think the the words aren't coming to me. So I guess I'll take the scenic route. I think that there is there's something powerful with the ability to... How much, what am I trying to say? Why did we become entrepreneurs? Like... I know my reason is because I was tired of people like dictating my time, how I was going to take care of myself, what I was going to do for my family. And I think the ways of doing work and how I work are just in me because I worked in other systems and ways of being all my life. And so when I became an entrepreneur and started, you know, working for myself, I kept doing those same things. So when I was tired, when I was exhausted, I was going through something, when my family's going through something. I would still feel this pressure to like continue to do it and push through, even though I was hurting. And I think mm-hmm. what is powerful, what you're saying is, is that like folks, can, you don't have to do that. Like you legitimately don't have to do that. And like we have an option and a choice to care for ourselves and love on ourselves and do what is like best for ourselves to process, to grieve, to go through it. And like there's always these competing not values, but competing like things that are going on in our minds of like these revenue goals, these clients, all this other stuff. But like the counter to that hustle culture, counter to what like is publicized on social media and all that stuff. The reason why we're entrepreneurs is one, we want to create something new for ourselves, our families, legacy, so on and so forth, whatever your goals are. But like the gigantic benefit is that we get to do what we, what we, what we need to do for ourselves. And I think that that is, you said that, that, that there is grace and grief, grace and grief can coexist, that pain and purpose can coexist. And I think it's just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm like incredibly encouraged because I'm just thinking about um, this month I had to like make some shifts and moves multiple times. And I had spent like a whole entire day mapping out what this month was going to look like. And I had to completely change it. And I just feels feels like I've been scrambling. I feel like I'm behind. And you had even said that you just feel like you're behind. I actually was just on a call right before, not a call, but I was texting my business partner right before we got on. And we decided to like cancel a training series. 
Cause like nobody, one, nobody signed up, but two, it's like, we just didn't do all of the other extra stuff. But like, when we think about what we both were going through the last like few weeks, it makes complete sense. Like there's so many different yeah. things that um, were took priority and are more important than yeah. us doing this thing. And like, we have time we can do, we can't we, it, like, it's so possible. And so, yeah, just like double down on what you what you said is like we don't like you don't have to do it. <laughs> you don't have to. There's no have to. There is no have to. <laughs> There's no must. There's no should. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Everything you shared was like incredibly uh affirming and encouraging to like the direction and reason behind and purpose behind why I want to I do what I do and do it every single day. So thank you. No, truly, thank you so much for sharing your your story, particularly this past year, so openly, honestly, um, authentically and vulnerably, because I think that it is incredibly powerful not to like do that whole like martyrdom thing, but I think leaning into true vulnerability and authenticity can be encouraging, can be impactful in a way that like folks can resonate and feel that. And I felt every last bit of that. So thank you so much for, for your story. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> I mean, I got a list of questions. I just don't have anything to say, anything else to say about that. I, honestly, like what I'm feeling is like, it's not, it's not an overwhelming weight, but it's like a weight to mm -hmm. give like space for it. Um, yeah. So I think I would just say, like, if you need a moment and space for that, like, take that moment and breath and space for that. Because I think that I'm just trying to fill air um, because this is a podcast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, like, want to sit with that for a moment because I need to. Yes. And we get to. <laughs> Come on now. Hmm. Can we take like a, I want to pause and then we're going to jump right back into more of the story and jump back into some of the other questions that yeah. I have for you. Um, Absolutely. What I didn't mention, and we're like 20 some odd, 30 minutes in, is uh, you shared who you are uh, and the things that you do. But I want I want folks to know specifically like Brands by Brie, like that 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 your business, your company and the things that you do. And so yeah. I want to give you an opportunity to share that right now um and if we need to clip okay. it and move it we can but i just want to give okay. folks that that opportunity to know because i think what you're sharing is incredibly powerful where we're at right now um but i want folks to understand like why this is important in relation to the work that you do with mothers oh, women absolutely. so on and so forth yeah you know i hinted at it earlier when i said uh like it's good that you can take the time where the time will basically take you. Mm -hmm. Like I passed out of my car. I think we talked about this maybe last week or I shared, I don't know. I passed out of my car at seven months pregnant with our oldest son. Oh, goodness. Because um, I was doing too much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was team do too much, right? I was doing, I was working my full-time job. I also had another job where I was working with teenagers because I love working with youth. And I also was building my business on the side and I tell people, you know, the full-time job I had, they actually were one of my clients. They were, I was doing digital marketing for their company and 
their marketing manager left and they offered to hire me. They were like, hey, you already know our brand. You've been working with us for, you know, half a year at this point. Would you be interested in coming on full time? And even though I knew full time corporate life, like that's never been on my, you know, it's never been on my vision board. It's never something that I really aspired towards after I shifted from wanting to write for Essence Magazine, which is what I wanted to do from six to 22, right? <laughs> after that, I was like, well, if I'm not doing that, I won't do nothing that involves, you know, having to work for other people, yeah. right? Because in my mind, working at Essence was going to be a Black girl magic. Um, party every day mm. and I was like that's what I want to be around but it's funny because in a lot of ways that's what I've kind of created mm. with my business I had a company called Black Girls of Purpose you can still kind of find us online or whatever but it ended up kind of creating just an avenue for me to really pursue the things that I enjoy right talking to women about entrepreneurship talking to them about their purpose their identity in God their identity in Jesus Christ right like also being able to talk to them about like operating in their talents and gifts and not just being someone who you know you're super talented but you're like oh everyone knows how to do this one of our old pastors really helped me years ago because I was thinking about writing a book and I was like oh, I don't know chip we call him chip it's like, Chip, I don't really know. Should I write this book? He said, Bree, I didn't wake up thinking about writing a book today. <laughs> he said, the fact that it even occurs to you is probably a sign that you should be doing it. And mm. so I kind of encourage the women I work with the same thing. I'm like, hey, this is on your heart for a reason. And I know you may not know what that looks like, but that's why I coach women, primarily moms within Brands by Bree, because typically it's not a, I don't know what I want to do. There's just a mindset that says, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that, or I don't see why anyone would pay me for that. Despite the fact that in most cases, my moms are being paid for the thing they want to do in their corporate jobs already. Yep. <laughs> but something about venturing out, doing it on their own is a big deal. And they have the added responsibility of being parents right so they're like girl I can't just quit my job like I got I got these kids to feed and I gotta do this and I acknowledge that and I even acknowledge my privilege in being in a two-parent household where my husband is able to work outside the home and I was able to take that beat like I'm talking about mm -hmm. but I think that a lot of my moms they won't even start and I'm like I'm not telling you quit your job immediately right but like you're actually in a really great position now because you can afford to fail. And I use afford with quotation marks around it, right? Because yeah. there are people out here, We you, sometimes we just got to follow our convictions. Some people, they're like, actually, I can't afford this, but I, I feel like I can't afford to not do this, yep, right? Yep. I can't afford not to bet on myself. Mm -hmm. But if you are in a corporate space right now and you're working a corporate job, you have a little bit more wiggle room because it's not like, okay, if this product launch fails, I'm getting an eviction notice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, like yep. if this doesn't go well, I got to answer to my investors. Like, hey, you're in a place where you can take a little bit more risks than the person who has made this their full-time gig, than the person who is in a single income household and they're like, child, it's just me. <laughs> like nobody's helping. We're not getting child support. None of those things are happening. And so uh, what I do with Embrance by Free is really helping moms with their mindset, helping them with their mission, helping them with their messaging, but also helping them with their methodology, like understanding, hey, 
your day is going to look a lot different than your friend who maybe doesn't have kids, right? Or your day is going to look different than your spouse's because I don't know about other people, but my husband is really good at putting them uh, noise canceling headphones on and let my boys figure it out. (laughs) And I'm like, you don't hear them? And he's like, no. He's like, I can get you the link to these headphones, too. And I'm like, someone has to hear them, sir. Someone has to listen. But he can zone out, get the stuff done. And for me, that's just not what it is. Like, I'm going to be intentional and... uh, lean in to work as much as I can, but also if someone's having a meltdown, at some point I'm going to step away from the computer and address it. So leaning into showing moms, okay, so what does that look like for you? Maybe that looks like you don't do Zoom calls. Maybe you, maybe you, maybe it makes more sense for you to do VIP days where you come in for a day, you work with that client, y'all get all the stuff out and then that's it. And you guys communicate via Slack or email in between, right? Or maybe you need to work on digital products that can sell behind the scenes. And your biggest thing is maybe going to a uh, co-working space, a library, a, you know, podcast studio, batching stuff for another month. And then that's what works for you for the, for the next 30 days. Right. So really helping moms figure out what makes sense for them, because just as I was talking about in another part of this episode, you know, we, and, and you said this as well, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we have the ability to choose and we also get the, we, we have, we get the freedom to pivot. And I feel like that's another area where some of my clients struggle is that they feel like, well, this is what I did. And so I can't move away from this. And I'm like, according to who? Yes. (laughs) If if you want to like (laughs) do it and then if it doesn't work, like you just said, you and your business partner were like, yeah, we're not going to do the training. One, people didn't sign up. But then two, like it doesn't make sense right now. And you're at that. We have that flexibility. We get to say like, yeah, I'm actually not going to do that. And I don't know about you, but I've even had things that worked really well that I was like, yeah, but I don't I don't like how I have to show up for this thing. Right. Or clients that I've signed and I'm like, I don't care if you pay me a hundred times this, this will be the last time that we work together. Right. Um, Some things you don't know until you know them. But when you know better, you do better. And that's it. Yes, I, and I love that, and that is a you. It laid me up for like the <laughs> the next question. Before we go into that, though, it's it, what you said is so crucial. It's like you are showing your clients, and I do this all the time too. Is mm-hmm. like there is a plethora, a variety of ways of doing things, a way of making this work. Mm-hmm. It's just about finding the thing that works for you. And one of the things that I that has gotten stuck in my head. Shout out Carissa Begonia. Uh, but in her core, we just say all the time that entrepreneuring, work, being a business owner, running your own ship is mm-hmm. like you experimenting all of the time. And just like you said, like sometimes- All this, the time. All of the time. Everything I do is an experiment. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like there are going to be things that work and there are going to be things that don't work. And the things that don't work, sometimes you really want to make those things work. And sometimes they end up shifting and making you figure it out and do all the changes and tweaks and experiments. And it works. And sometimes the thing that worked right off the bat and worked very, very well, to your point, you're just like, I don't like how I'm I'm showing up. (laughs) I I don't like how Mm -hmm. much work and time this took. All the things. And so 
there's just there's just so many different ways of running your own thing and sometimes it's just best to have somebody else help you and ask you those questions because again like i was saying yeah. like you, we are told and taught um from when we start working that there's only one way to do this thing it's like mm-hmm. a five-day work week is a myth it doesn't like it doesn't have to exist we actually don't need to go to an office yeah. eight to five 40 hours a week or someplace like the pandemic showed us yeah. that a lot of these jobs we can do from home they're yeah. made up they're made up. it's a lot really of these made, jobs up. Are made up they're made up <laughs> they're made up like i made up my job like i i made up the thing that i do all the time you know what i'm saying like it's it, and it can be it can be done like in all sorts of ways and like that is the beauty of entrepreneurship um and the people that want to work with you be with you and navigate that they they will come right um yeah and you just got to just got to be willing to experiment and i know part of that is also like my privilege is showing right um uh, cause I come, I'm in a two, two income household as well, but I think that there is something to, there's something to be said about like, I see this and I'm not going to try it all. And I see mm. this and I'm going to at least give it, give it a shot. Even, even the incremental stuff, mm. right. Going back to your point earlier mm. about, you know, everything doesn't have to be a grind, a hustle. And like, you have to go a hundred miles an hour. Sometimes you just need to go through the, the, the school zone and go that 25 miles an hour. It's all good. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a crawl. I got a good crawl right now. Yes. I got a crawl at best. Yes. Are at you, best. Yes. Progress over perfection, which leads mm-hmm. me to this question for you uh, about, you know, the folks that you work with, even your own, your own journey, journey this year, particularly, but over the course of the last, like, however many years that you've been an entrepreneur. 10. Come on now. Come on now, that's a that's a big deal. <laughs> um, yes. But like, what role, um, if at all, has your identity? And these are all aspects of you. You know, you being a parent, black woman, what whatever have you. Even re- all of the, your different identities um, played in you building yeah. your business, businesses, so on and so forth. The role of a as a woman of faith has helped my patience because. Mm. I want to control the outcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, you. Put, this is the input. And then when you put this in, this is what you're going to get out. And I've had moments where that's true. And I've also had moments of like, no, I've put in the input. It is not output. It's not output. What's this not? It's, it's like, you know, speak about like, a. it's like a printer. I'm like, there's nothing, com- there's no, nothing coming out. The printers, the paper's in there. You're looking at your computer. It says the job is queued up, but nothing is printing. And uh, I've had those moments, right? So I think that that's where my faith has played in. I would say motherhood has helped me to pace myself um, because, again, I used to be the five-year plan, 10-year plan. Here's what we're going to do. Here's where we're going to live. And my kids were like, Whoosh. <laughs> like both directly and indirectly, right? Like every pregnancy was like, Meh. yes, it's, so we're going to push that another year at least because the first year is they need everything. Mm. They need everything from you and they will take it if you don't give it to them, right? But then also um, understanding that with each child I had to shift Another part of my my identity, I think, was developed because each of my sons, I tell people, have uh, shown me a different side of myself or expanded, like my view of myself. So, with my son Jaden, I really feel like he was 
uh, he helped me understand that my identity was not in my accomplishments mm. because I was home with him full time and was super fulfilled in that. Like it wasn't, I wasn't like, oh man, I really need to get out there. I was like, oh snap, I'm, so, I'm like me and a mama. Like this is cool, <laughs> right? Um, my son, John, has taught me self-control and also communication. And mm. it's funny because he is m- definitely my most empathetic son. Mm. He's also my most emotional in that he will have a full-blown, like, you can't even call it a tantrum. It's like a meltdown. Mm. Um, and then also we'll have the self-awareness to say, I'm really sorry that I said that, mommy. Like, he's he's reached even only at four. Wow. He's told me that I'm not his mom anymore, oh. right? Oh, goodness. <laughs> but, but then he'll later be, be like, I'm really sorry I said that to you. And I didn't mean that, you know, where we were listening to worship music last week. And he said, this music calms me down. Mm. And I said, it calms me down too. That's why we listen to it, right? (laughs) And then him, because y'all would know a different side of me if he didn't listen to this music, right? <laughs> so then him and my my oldest son, they just go, they start, it was like a tennis match of apologies. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, I'm sorry that I did this. And oh, I'm sorry that I did that. And and then also That's adorable, later on that way. day, <laughs> I, I love it. It's literally amazing. Like we went to eat and they had asked me if I got myself something to eat because again, they're used to sometimes moms just being self-sacrificial. Mm-hmm. I told them I had gotten something to eat. And then my son said, um, did you get yourself something to drink too? Because the last time we had eaten together, I didn't get myself something to drink. And I said, well, I'll just focus on y'all. Like I kind of just said it like sideways, right? Not even thinking about it, but that he made a note of that. Mm. And so when I told him that I got something to drink, I said, are you proud of me? He was like, I am. And then my second son, the one I was saying, sometimes disowns me as his mother was like, I really love when you get yourself something to drink. Oh mommy. my God. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Thanks. So, you know, they've helped me to use my language more because I encouraged them mm. to use their language. And I can't, I've had to be more, I've had to be more intentional about even identifying the feelings that I have mm. so that I can communicate that to them because I am around them majority of the time I, you know I don't think I even touched on that yet but I homeschool as well in addition to running a business so Mondays are my okay mama gets to break out with mommy Mondays and I you know I try to conduct meetings that I need to do outside of the home because my husband is able to work from home on Mondays but when I when it's just us me and them all the time I have to be able to say hey mommy needs a break. And again, my second son, one day I went upstairs literally just to grab something really quick. And he said, mommy, do you need some alone time? And I was like, no, John, I can't, just came up here to get my headphones, but thank you so much for being like conscious of that. Just right? a tune. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That has, that's, that has shaped me. And then I think with, with, um, and being able to, the way that's tied back to business is being transparent with my clients about like, Hey, I know we had this thing set, this thing is happening. Could we reschedule? Or just, hey, I was planning on our meeting being just the two of us, but someone's, you know, one of the three may be on our Zoom call. Is that okay? Right. And releasing the shame that comes with that because I prioritize being a mother. And as you touched on earlier, I'm showing my clients how they can show up. Mm-hmm equally in motherhood and in business. Because what I tell people all the time, I'm like, you're not coming 
to get a picture perfect Zoom call. You're coming for, you hired me for the ideas and the strategy and that's still going to happen. And I'm going to be able to tell him to sit down. I'm going to open up this goldfish pack for this one. And I'm still going to, we're still going to talk about how you're going to reach your revenue goals, right? Like two things can be true. Mm -hmm. And so that's been that. And I think with my husband being a wife, the way that that has shaped kind of the way I navigated this, this is really just being uh, vulnerable and transparent I love my newsletters. I love sending those out. And I just, they're really like, it's like pen pals, but with, you know, 400 other women, like being able to just kind of share like, hey, here's a struggle that I had this week in life and business. Here's how I'm applying it because I'm a a learner. And so it's never just like, this is a feeling I'm feeling. I'm like, here's what this taught me this week. And really being able to build those connections with them. And it's really created this community of women that, you know, people know, and sometimes will surprise me, like, cause I always put at the bottom of my emails, Hey, reply. I reply to each of these emails and I do, but it'll be people I've never heard from before. People I haven't heard from in a long time that I didn't even realize were still on my email list. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I needed to read this this mm-hmm. week. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm in the same boat. Oh my gosh. I didn't know. You know, I have a copy editor who, just was so encouraging to me last week. And she was like, reading your newsletters, she was like, I know I'm editing them, but reading them is like one of the best parts of my week. Like Mm -hmm. I look forward to every week when you're like, it's in the drive, like, let me, you know. And so I think in other areas, we've just been taught to be buttoned up, to be polished, to be all the way together. Again, being vulnerable in a marriage has taught me, hey, you don't always have to be put together. And they're going to see through that anyway, right? But then bringing that authenticity into my business has always, you know, returned back a hundredfold. And no one's ever been like, ooh, you got a little too honest. And I know people were in that space now where people are like, well, there's benefits to building your business as a personal brand Mm -hmm. where everything is connected to you. And I would say, y'all, tread lightly on that. Like, I won't, because sometimes you're like, I don't want to be this transparent. I just want to go into a cave and nobody's looking for me. But If you feel like you can carry it, it's worth it because I think it also gives people that permission to show up imperfectly, to show up messy and let them know like some people do have a full photography team and they got, you know, the production quality is top tier. And some of us are just out here on Zoom in a study hall room at the library. And that is absolutely all right. I think the, Mm -hmm. there's... And I've said this, and I don't think I realized this until more recently for myself, is that like there are different aspects of my life that like pull so much. Like they don't rip it open, but like it's they're going to reveal parts of and aspects of myself that I tried to hide from the world. Mm-hmm. And like it's so interesting. Ooh, people yep. people try and tell me that, like, dang, Jonathan, like I can't believe like you you share this so vulnerably and you share this so authentically and everything mm-hmm. like that. I'm like you don't know how much I've rehearsed this and talked this in my head and like planned mm. this and like done all this stuff, right? But yeah, but being in a marriage and shout out my wife, being a partner to her has like revealed so many aspects about myself and have made me a better human. And it's so funny, like when I heard this, I used to hear about like when you get married that you, oh man, like this person like completes me or the other half or whatever. And I'm like, I guess there's certain parts of that that's true, but I think in our relationship, what I have re- realized is that she has like, and we've done this for each other, that like, she just makes me realize things about myself that I'm like, thank you. Like, honestly, like, thank you. Cause I didn't realize that 
about myself. And it's like made me more vulnerable, made me more honest, uh, connected me deeper with my emotions, helped me communicate with what's going on internally because she needs to know. Because like, how are we going to navigate certain things if she don't know what's going on? And that's just made me a better human, made me somebody that like I can connect and relate with people more on a, on a deeper level. That's impactful. Like it makes me a better coach. It makes me a better business owner. It makes me better like organizational psychologist, all the different things that I'm aspects of who I am, like better, right? Similarly with this daggone business, I have not, I didn't realize like how insecure, I knew I was insecure. I didn't realize how insecure I was, how impatient I was, like how ambitious I was. I didn't know how demanding of myself I was until I started this business. And there's just different aspects that will just like shine so brightly on all different aspects of who we are. And to touch on the authenticity and vulnerability thing, like I've gotten better at it because like true vulnerability is like not showing the things that you've like practiced, rehearsed, like you all the way through, right? But it's like those moments where you're still maybe in the thick of it, maybe exiting or something along those lines. But yeah, and I love how every aspect of you have just like shown and taught you and grown you in different ways. From your sons to your business to <laughs> your husband is just I I, I love that because like it could be that could be something that we just overlook sometimes, but it's so true it's so so true so so true I've definitely shifted as a as a business owner <laughs> and who I am uh, for the better hopefully so um okay I have kept you for a while but I want to make sure that we touch on a, a few things because you talked about like in the beginning of our conversations around even offline too around like how your values drive you, how your values drive a lot of the work that you do. I mean, you have mentioned pro uh, profitable, purposeful, grace and grief can exist at the same time. Pain and a purpose can coexist. All these like gems that I hope folks are catching throughout <laughs> uh, our conversation. But what are some of your values in in your work? Maybe personal, four brands by Brie. Um, what are some of your values? Honestly, a lot of the words you just shared, right? Like mm -hmm. authenticity is huge for me. Vulnerability is really huge. I would also say excellence, but not not perfection. When I mm -hmm. when I say excellence, I don't mean perfection. I mean I put my foot in this, yes. <laughs> right? And like I'm proud of what I produce and is a little bit, you know, could it can it be tweaked? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it probably could, but like I, I love how I showed up in this space, right? I think about my pitch competition, the one I was talking about earlier. I did it last year and the first one I ever did and for Brands by Brie, I'd done another one, but it was for the Black Girls of Purpose brand, mm -hmm. right? And so did it last year, was for sure like, and it's so funny because my friend talked about this. I just thought for sure, oh, I got this. I put my name on the check. It's fun. Like, go ahead, you know. Because I'm a good speaker, mm -hmm. I, I am like, and that's not something I would, I don't say that out of arrogance. It's one of the areas I know that I've been called to show up is, is speaking and encouraging people and speaking life into them. Right. And I also don't say with arrogance because I never thought I'd be a speaker. So now when I say that, I'm like, no, that's on God. Yes. <laughs> like, because I was very much, my friend had to tell me this story and I've, I tell this story pretty much wherever I, I can when it relates to me and speaking, because I hope that it encourages people. But this was maybe 2016. A friend had asked me if I would speak at their, uh, the women's retreat or young women's retreat. Right. And I was like, oh, I don't speak. <laughs> I can, I'm a writer. I said, so I can write and I can read what I wrote. And she was like, okay. And 
So when people see me speak in public now, they would have never guessed that I was like, at one point I was like, oh, I don't, I don't speak. I only write. And I, when I tell you, I literally had the, what I wrote up on my computer and was like reading it verbatim <laughs> at that women's retreat. And, and then I was like, okay, laptop closed. And no, we don't have Q and A cause that wasn't on the, the, the spreadsheet. Yes. Right? So um, anyway, I moved from last year of being so confident in my speaking ability to this year really being like okay girl yeah you speak but what you talking about like this is a pitch competition if we're doing motivational speaking yeah girl you killed that but this is a pitch competition where we're also talking about value and we're talking about numbers and we're talking about trajectory and we're talking about you know the the traction and we're talking about so know your stuff and then if you don't win okay but like know your stuff come prepared come in excellence and I did that this year and I still didn't win Mm-hmm. But I told my parents, because they came, because they support everything that I do, I said, I don't, there's nothing I would have done differently. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. even when I talked to a couple of the judges, they were like, literally the only way, only reason you didn't win is because there were only three checks to give away. And we had to pick three people. And like, they were like, we were in there fighting for you. Like, we were <laughs> fighting. We were going back and forth. Like, no, because did you see the slide when she said, you know, so... That was for me is showing up in excellence. And I've heard so many people talk about pitch competitions being great, even if you don't get a check, because you just created this room full of people who are going to advocate for you. Even Mm -hmm. if it's only three or four people, you don't know who those three or four people are. I know people who have been placed in rooms because one person said their rooms, their name somewhere else. Those are really important to me. Like I said, my faith is definitely a driver behind everything that I do. And I feel like family People wouldn't think a digital marketing agency is like a family brand, but that's how I look because I'm like, no, I'm bringing my children. They're going to be there. If you go to brandsvibrary.com, they right a there. picture of me and my three boys yep, right, they're at right, the there. Top, okay? right at the top. Yep. If you're looking on mobile, look on desktop because mobile, is, it don't always show my pictures. I don't know what that's about. But anyway, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, this is a family business. And I think it's also a family business because speaking again to that, to that partnership, I wouldn't be able to pursue half the things I pursued if my husband wasn't like, no, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. And there are even times now where I'm like, no, I think like I got into uh, the Goldman Sachs Black in Business program. I'm in the fourth cohort of that. It's been a wonderful experience. It's been so wonderful. But I told my husband when I got accepted, I was like, I don't know if I can do it. He was like, what are you talking about? I said, I don't know. Like, you know, we got homeschool and I got this and they're showing us the schedule and it looks really intense. And he was like, you're literally counting yourself out before you even start. Mm. I was like, I know, but I just really don't think I can do it. And he was like, if we need help, we'll ask for help. He's like, I'll help with homeschool. You know, you could ask your parents. I know they'll help with things if you need help, like, but don't count yourself out even before you do it. And so that's another reason why this is a family business because, like I would love, it's kind of like the Tabitha Brown thing where, where she's like, oh, I, I want to, I want to re- retire my husband from his job. I'm like, yeah, you come and you, you work fully on your apparel brand and don't worry about the, like, we're good. We're mm-hmm. good over here. Like we're going to work together. We've always worked together. It's just a thing that happens even without us trying. And, um, I look forward to, us both back being back in a place of full-time entrepreneurship if that's what god has for us and i asked my husband i'm like is that what you want to do he's like i mean as long as bills being paid i don't really he's like i'm flexible i'm like okay i'm just just trying to figure out where we you know where we lining up where we headed where we headed but yeah that's a really big part of our value system as well because i i 
I'm not a, I don't, I don't look at myself as a solopreneur. I'm, I don't look at myself as a self-made woman. This is literally uh, a, a village thing. This is a me being put on the shoulders of, of giants, right? Like this is that. And even where I am so far has been a result of mentorship and community and my mom picking up and saying like, yeah, you can drop the boys off for a couple of days. And like, <laughs> it's all of those things. Yep. It's not, I just put my head down and I did the work and I looked up and I made a million dollars. That's not what we got going on over here. You know, what's interesting is that I was literally saying the same thing the other day is like, I want to, I just want to put, I just want to nip this in the, in the bud right now that like behind the scenes, like legitimately, Mm -hmm. I got a project manager. My wife is an incredible project manager. She proofreads all my stuff. Mm -hmm. I got like people that have been cheering me on, pushing me. I wanted to quit about 50, 11 times. Because it's just hard. I look at jobs every single day. There's like so many people <laughs> behind the scenes. Y'all hear my voice on the podcast. Like shout out the intern as well, who's also my younger brother, Reggie. Y'all know that. Like there's so many people that make the podcast go that encourage like my speaking and facilitating and like my coaching and the consulting work that I do. Like there's so many people that are like, why would you stop? Or like give yeah. me the room and space to like keep going yeah. And I think it's I think it really is a myth that folks say, oh, I'm a self-made person. There's no way that like you that you did every just you, everything. Yeah, everything. No, everything. your whole life. It yeah. would just be this whole time. Yeah. Like <laughs> Ain't no I'm way. not seeing it. Ain't no way. I'm Ain't not no seeing way. it. Ain't no way. So um so I think that, that like is. Like you said, somebody reviewed an email. Somebody. somebody so somebody said, Don't send that, send this instead. Yes. Somebody stayed up with you while you were doing something, you know, let you use their library pass to get something. those books that you needed to to find somebody did something something review review your village because somebody's up in there something (laughs) and and i think that that's a dream too is like we're already just speaking it in in, into existence that in 2026 Mm -hmm. my wife is going to be working full-time at comic culture and she's like working for me i'm like lens you are not working for me (laughs) i said like like you're working you're working with me like you already have a title you already have all this stuff we already know what you're going to be doing she already does yeah. it part time, but like full time, that would be the yeah. that's the that's the goal, that's the vision, that's what we that's yeah. what we want. And my business partner is already on board. Like if that could happen, that would be amazing. So uh, yeah, all of the things. So I, I resonate one hundred percent with all of that. I'm gonna ask you this, and then we'll go. What are you excited to share with the world? Mm, I think just being someone who. Just the phrase from triumph, tri- from tragedy to triumph is coming to my mind. Mm-hmm. And I know when people think of tragedy, there's a spectrum, right? But I know that I've come through some really hard things. I know that, you know, I've dealt with suicidal thoughts. I know that I've dealt with pregnancy loss, infertility. I know I've dealt with wanting to quit on myself. I know that I've dealt with even struggling when I became a mom for the first time, like being like, can I really do this? Am I, you know, affectionate enough to be a mom? Like all those things. And so I think for me, and that's one of the reasons I love podcasting. I love my occasional YouTube video when I can actually edit it and upload it, right? Like I like to chronicle the journey because I want people to be able to say, oh my gosh, 
Like, that's her. Like, she's the one who, remember when she said she closed her business down? And, oh, she's the one who, remember she talked about how, you know, she felt super burned out or she didn't know if she was going to keep going. Or remember she talked in her book about how she struggled with suicide? Like, that's really, it's my testimony. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't ever aim to be the person who's, you can't find their origin story, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be the person who just popped up on the scene. Like, and I want... I that's I think that's why I'm also so community driven because I want for anyone who says oh she's an overnight success I want there to be hundreds if not thousands of people who can be like oh no sis she's been doing this mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> like she's been doing this you don't know you know what the things she's been through you don't re- recognize like you're seeing it now I've been rocking with her since 2013 where she her logo was hideous and she did it like herself and it had like a drop shadow and like, yeah. So you guys are seeing this upgraded bougie version, not bougie, but kind of bougie a little bit. I mean, it looked good. I don't don't think bougie is a bad. I'm not. It looked good. I mean, it looked good. I like, I like it a lot. It looked good. Yeah. It's come a long way. Right. And you know, I think it'll continue to evolve as I continue to just branch out into these different areas. So I really think that that's my my legacy is just letting people know, you know, what it looks like now is not what it's always going to be. And if you'd be patient enough with yourself to get to that destination and that predetermined timing, because it is predetermined. <laughs> There's a scripture that says, uh, and God, cre- we are God's creation or his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do gr- good works that he predestined beforehand. That gives me so much. I'm like, you already predestined. I'm just out here walking it out. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have to be stressed. You already said that this, these were the good things, right. That were going to happen. And so again, if I can encourage anybody with anything, it would be that, and, you know, if you're if you're forcing something, I would I would challenge you to just take a step back and be like, OK, do I believe this is going to happen for me? OK, then that means it's going to happen. And I'm just going to I'm a, I'm going to let it happen in the timing it's supposed to happen because nobody wants a premature promise. Nobody wants to be out here trying to sustain something that if you had just waited a year, it actually would be easy because there's a team coming that you haven't met yet. And so you're trying to do it now as a solo person and there's literally a team on the way, but you have to wait for them to come. And so um, just understanding those things, embracing the tragedy, embracing the hard, embracing the grief, embracing the pain and understanding that all of it ties in um, and understanding that, you know, you were created on purpose for a purpose and that thing will happen when it's supposed to happen. There it is, Dan. Thank you so much, Brianna. That. That is like bow tied up, wonderful. I love this. This is the kind of stuff that like gets me fired up, ready for the rest of the day. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for everything you shared. Like like I said before, like I honor your story. I honor everything you share here. Um, I'm so appreciative of it and just how you showed up and shared so much with me, with us. And I think it's I don't know. I, I just feel encouraged from this time. And again, not to say like that, like kind of toxic way of like, thank you for using your story and like all that other stuff, but like really challenging and pushing us to, to do a self-evaluation and process and acknowledge the things that we're going through. And yeah, and, and that's it. So thank you so much. I do, do truly appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So 
Y'all, thank you so much. We will see you next time. Take care of yourselves. Peace.